0: No, 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 no. I don't need to know any more. I don't need to know. Somebody, please tell me something that's good, that's really good. Really good. If y'all know Kyle Frazier, he got back from AIM not too long ago. He is settled in at tech. His grades are really good. He's working and he is just going strong. He's doing great. Doing great. That's outstanding. Where is he? He's supposed to be on his way. Okay. Yeah. I don't do woo-hoo. Yeah. I'm old. I'd hurt something. Alright, somebody tell me something good. Anything. Yes, ma'am. And and she corrected me earlier i as a proper way. I'm back without the additional supplemental
1: oxygen. So I'm breathing It's a lot easier.
0: Well I yes. I, I, ask, I asked Darla how she was feeling, and she said, I'm breathing without oxygen. <laughs> and I thought, this may be the best thing I've heard in a while, you know. I don't know how we do that, but let's bottle it. Somebody tell me something good. Yes, ma'am. and I love it. I love to be able to be working my brain. That's good. What are you studying? Business administration. Business administration. I can remember when I started to school, I loved my teachers too. (laughs) Until the first test, and then I hated them. And by the final, I didn't even pray for them. All right. But that's good. I'm glad you're in school. You've got too good a brain to waste. Catherine. Thanks, Catherine. <laughs> Victoria Victoria and I were going to shut. But, uh, Alexa hold up Just do this. Alexa got a brand new life from Jesus this afternoon. Yeah. And she asked if she could speak for about 15 minutes in front of all of you. And I said, no, we really couldn't allow that. No, she said, just don't ever make me speak, you know. I'll obey Jesus, I'll do anything, just don't make me speak, all right? All right, last call. I don't know how you top that, so we thank God for that. Thank God for that. And um, it's true in Alexa's life, and it's true in mine, and I suspect it's true. So let's talk here. There was a moment in my life, there was a moment in Alexa's, where uh, stuff was happening, bad kind of stuff, dangerous kind of stuff, traumatic kind of stuff, that you got a real sin, it it was like God getting a hold of your face and saying, are you paying attention to me? Are you listening? Are you ready uh, for me to turn this thing around? Tell me what that moment was for you. Tell me what the moment was when God finally got your attention. I'm not saying you heard his voice. I'm not saying you saw his angels. I'm just saying you knew God was getting your attention.
1: would have thought that when I got away from that, that that or that person, that my life was like dramatically changing at that moment, but it didn't. It took me still like almost two years for me to click and change my life and say, you know what, I want better for myself. I deserve better for myself, for my son and I want the, the opportunity to, or, not that I wanted the opportunity, I wanted to take the opportunity that God was giving me to just be a better person in spiritually, uh, in everything, as a person. And and this was just recent that I really, really
0: caught on to what God was trying to tell me. Last call. Tell me the moment when it finally dawned on you. i stood and cursed god and de- and and demanded if you want to say it that way i demanded that he kill me send me to hell because i knew i was going anyway so just go ahead and send me because i i i was so i was so miserable watching the people that i loved hurt by the stupid shameful damning things i did that i just okay just take me out just damn me i'm ready i deserve it i am now you know when you're saying those kind of things, how stupid that is? Because as long as your heart's beating, as long as you're breathing, as long as you've got one brain cell left from whatever damage you did them from all that other stuff you did, there's hope. Everybody, everything that was mentioned, and we, if we'd have kept going, I guarantee you this would have been the case. I guarantee you everybody that would have said something would have been going through some kind of trouble. Some kind of trial. That's when God usually steps in and says, "Hey, are you paying attention to me?" So I want you. That's not theory. That's not theology. That's just not my experience. So let me just tell you my experience, because my experience is what everybody should know. Uh huh. It's what Jesus taught us. Look in James one, and we're not going to re-study it what we looked at last week. But look at James one. Look at verse three. Look at verse three. Read verse 3 and tell me what do we know is true about life. Now don't, answer, don't just read the verse to back to me. I know what the verse says. I read it. I studied the lesson. So tell me, tell me what do I know about life. If you're going to live in this world, you're either going to make mistakes yourself and bring a, a, a storm down on you, Or somebody else is going to hurt you and bring a storm into your life. Or you're just going to live in a world where people are completely out of control and you're going to be hit by their storms. But what do you know is true about life? Look in the text, tell me. There's going to be tests, there's going to be troubles, there's going to be trials. Depending on what your Bible says, what your version says, there's going to be trouble. Anybody that preaches, oh, if you come to our church, everything will be wonderful. They're usually talking about money when they say that. Send money to us, and your house will be paid for, and your furniture will stay new, and your carpet will never stain. (laughs) So what does that say about a church that has more stained carpet than stained glass? We're in trouble, right? There's always trouble coming, and sometimes it comes from the shameful, stupid decisions we make, right? It's not anybody else's fault, what happened to me. It was my fault, my fault. But there's other people sitting in here who suffered consequences as bad or worse than what I did, and they had nothing to do with it. It was what somebody else did. So whether you were broken and bruised by your own sin or the sins of somebody else, how do you get through the trouble? He said, you look toward God. Quit asking why and ask who. Who's in charge of this? Who's going to help me through this? And look what he says. You lack wisdom, verse 4, what do you do? If you lack wisdom, what do you do? Ask your best friend because your best friend knows everything there is to know about everything, right? Yes, you're having trouble with your relationship with your husband or your wife. Talk to your single friends. They know everything there is to know about marriage. You're having trouble with your children. Talk to somebody who doesn't have children. They'll tell you everything there is to know. You're having constant pain, chronic pain. You just don't know how you're going to live through it. Talk to somebody who's never had a sick day at all because they have all the answers. Well, maybe you should pray more. Oh, that's so helpful. Maybe you should just get over it. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yes, thank you. So, If you lack wisdom, what do you do? Say it again. You what? One more time. Now, you're saying it, but you don't believe it yet, so let's say it one more time. Because you don't. Because what you do is you get on... uh, Who? uh, Match.com. That's the solution. The client in my office the other day... He's, his life is a wreck. Three, three different baby mamas in less than two years. And he's looking for some kind of hope and he's looking for some kind of direction. And he comes in the other day and he is transformed. He is glowing in the dark. He's walking on water. He is amazing. I said, man, what's happening with you? He said, I met someone. <laughs> Just give me a gun and shoot him. Because what's about to happen? Baby mama number four. If you lack wisdom, what do you do? It's not Facebook. It's not Twitter. It's not Snap chat. Did I get it right? Yeah. I've been practicing that all day. In fact, folks, all those people that talk to you, all that stuff that you can pass back and forth with text and Facebook all that stuff, I, you know I think it's silly but the, that's not the point. That's not where you find wisdom. What do you do? Yes, God. And He'll give it to you. Says so. Promise it. And if God says it, that's how you get through it. So keep reading. Go all the way to verse 12. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. What's the word blessed mean? What's the word blessed mean? What's the word blessed mean? I've noticed some of our more mature members <laughs> looking at their Bibles going... I won't mention Celia's name, but, yeah. Uh.
1: It's okay, she
0: won't hear it, didn't you know? <laughs> Hey, <ask my> mama. <laughs> <laughs> our, All our visitors are going to go home and say, man, they, they got in a fight about that. And he said, your mama right there in church. Right? <laughs> to be blessed do you want to be blessed and I there's a g in these if I just ask what do you want to be blessed with we're talking about man I'd like to have some money to help pay my bills or I'd like to I'd like to have a better car or man I, I just blew a tire and I got to replace it so I need some help with that it could be I need I got there's just all kinds of things we need to be blessed with health stuff that you want to be blessed that's See that's not a hard question is it and yet you're, still, you're acting like you're in church. Do you want to be blessed? Yes. And there's no question about it, right? And it's not me saying, let's all say yes. Do you have to be told to say yes? Do you want to be blessed? Yes. Yeah, you bet. Me, me, me first. <laughs> Forget the rest of y'all. I need to be blessed. <laughs> Look at what Jesus said. Look at what Jesus said. The man is blessed who does What? perseveres under trial. Okay, hang on. What do we tend to do when we get in a tight spot, when we get into trial, when we get into trouble, when we start having pressures, when we start having issues? What do we tend to do? What? Panic. We panic. Or? Lash out. lash out at somebody or blame somebody else. Or? Hide from it. Or? Run away. run away from it. We try to escape it. And we've got some really unique ways to escape, but I'm going to let you all teach this part of the lesson. Tell me one of the things you did to escape the pressure. Alcohol. Alcohol. Drugs. I'm sorry? Hiding in your room. There you go. Matchbook.com, yeah. Because if you find somebody that loves you, that solves all your problems, right? He hadn't got a job, but he loves you. He won't pay any of your bills, but he loves you. He borrows your car, burns your gas, eats your groceries, but he loves you. (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? I, just, I hit myself so hard I don't remember Janie's name. So, You want to be blessed? That when you're in trouble, you persevere. You don't give up. You don't look for the escape. You see it all the way through. See it all the way through. Grit your teeth, clench your fist, stomp your foot, shake all over if you have to, but you get through the trouble. Don't escape it, don't, don't try to be distracted from it, Get th- keep reading. Because if you do that, if you stand this test, if you pass this test, look what happens. You'll receive a crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Significance of, cra- don't be religious on me, don't be religious, don't be Sunday school, don't be theologians. Uh, tell me what crown of life means. Crown, think Crown. King, crown. Higher power, Higher power crown. Ruler. Ruler. Royalty. Royalty, crown. You won. You won. You won. They crown the victor. You want to win? You're not going to escape the trial, so you want to win? Yes. Hang on through the trial. You having trouble in your marriage? Hang on tight, fight through it. Now, that doesn't mean that you let that person or that person abuse you, take advantage of you. No. But you persevere. You do the tough thing to see it through to the end. And what did God say? What did God say He'd give you? i will give you a crown. Let me give you a crown of life. Keep reading. Now, when that happens, when you're going through those tough times, what does He say? What do we always say? Why are you doing this, God? You cheated. You cheated on your wife. You got divorced. You ruined your life. You ruined your family. You ruined your future. And you say, God, why me? (laughs) You soaked your brain in alcohol. Numbed your mind with drugs. When things went wrong, you said, God, why me? That's a wrong question to ask, isn't it? Don't say when you're tempted that God is tempting me because God tempts nobody by evil. Keep reading. Nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted. Ooh, get ready. Each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. When each one is tempted, when he is dragged away by his own... Look at that. When he is tempted by his own evil desires, he is dragged away and enticed. And after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin, when it's full grown, it gives birth to death. Now, there's a couple of layers to this, okay? There's a couple of layers to this. First... um, Let's talk the religious. Let's let's talk. thank you for Maylee, Thank you, Mailey, For writing it up there. Oh, I should have taken a picture. You have to do it again. All right, um, write it every day. Every you have that assignment, Mailey. You're the deaconess of writing. We love Rex because nobody else will do it, and I trust you. All right, um, but thank you. That's very nice. Um, the result of my poor decisions, the result of everybody's poor decisions, where does it ultimately end? Death. Now, think church, think theology, think religion. The equivalent of death is hell. He's talking here about not just dying physically, he's talking about dying before God. And make sure we understand ourselves. Make sure we understand ourselves. This is not, this is not Oprah church. Okay? Oprah loves to say, or used to love to say, on, when she had her program, that I, my God, the God I serve, would never punish anybody. Well, I don't know what God she serves, but the God that sent Jesus to the world to save us is a God that says if we're not saved, we will be punished. I didn't write it. Jesus said it. It will end in death. That is a death that's toward God. It's a death called hell. It is a destruction from the presence of the Lord. Bible says that. Got real quiet in here. Because ain't none of us want that deal. We don't want that trip, right? But how did we get there? Look in the text. How did I get there? What is it that brings me to that death? No, no, no. No, no. No. Sin. Sin. And I'll tell you why I said no to all those others. Because death does not take place until, say it again, death does not take place till. death does not take place until sin. So this is where I must avoid or I'm going to find death. Now thank God, I'm going to put this right here right now, put it in red, make sure you see it. Do we know anybody, ever heard anybody, ever learned about anybody that died to take away sin so you and I would be able to live and not die? Yeah, Jesus, all right? So there's hope here, right? But if you take Jesus off the board, if you take Jesus off the picture, if you decide that you're big and bad enough that you don't need Jesus, I'd like to come to that church. They got some good food. I'd like to come to that church. They got some comfortable chairs. I'd like to come to that church. They got some weird people. It's fun to watch them. Okay, I don't care why you show up. I'm glad you're here. But the truth is, if you choose to leave Jesus out of your life, this is where you're headed. And I'll be honest, I I guarantee you, there's nothing in me better than anybody, because those of you who know me know that's true. But I'm hanging on to Jesus, because I can't make it without him. I do not want to try it without him. Not going to try it without him. Well, somebody said, well, I I don't ask for help. Well, I can't help it if you're stupid. I'm going to ask for help. And I I meant to say that. I said it right. You don't ask for help? Does that make sense? It's just your pride. And the truth is you really do ask for help. Because when you're in real trouble, what do you do? Somebody help me. Come bail me out of jail. Yeah. Doc, could you help me some? We all ask for help. I'm just telling you I'm going to ask for help for Jesus because he took care of this. But where does the sin deal come in? What happens? What causes the sin? Temptation. Look at temptation. And where does temptation come from? Desire. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say this now, put a little parentheses. Uh, this Saturday, which is what day? Saturday, yeah, what date? Fourth. The 4th, Saturday the 4th at 11 o'clock, the teenagers and I are going to be meeting in here, uh, and we're going to be talking about this process right here, a thing called the heart chart, some of you have studied it. If you never have studied it and you want to study it, if you'll text me and ask me, hey, can I come too, I'll check with the folks that are putting together the teen thing and see if they'll let us, let you people sit at the back, okay? It's gonna be for the teens, primarily, but I, if it, and I know, I know this, we don't ever exclude anybody, you, you're you welcome, okay? Now they may make you sit in the back and they may make you go last in line to get the pizza, but you're gonna be welcome. But Text me. That's my number. Just text me uh, and say, hey, is it okay if I come to that thing on Saturday? It's at 11 o'clock. We're going to go for 11 to 1, just two hours. We'll have some lunch, and we're going to talk about the battle in life that takes place in here. We tend to focus on the battle out here, don't we? Man, I can't pay my rent, and that battle is right there. It's urgent. Oh man, my car blew up. Man, I gotta have me some wheels, and that's right here. And my wife is she's just such a blankety blank, blank. I understand. Well, my husband, and it's all right here. But the battle I need most, the one I better win if I'm gonna be blessed, if I'm gonna make it through the trouble, is right in here, right in here, because this is the only person I got in control of. Can you fix your husband? Can you fix your wife? Can you fix your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your boss? Fix your kids? Fix your parents? No, you can't. So, what do you got to do? Fix you. all right. So, look what he says. He said, don't go to blaming God for tempting you. Recognize where temptation comes from. It starts with desire. Okay, now hang on real quick, hang on before you get all nuts. Where does desire come from? God gave us desire. He created these bodies to be full of desire. That hunger that you felt when you came in there and you smelled that chicken that I did not get one piece of. When you felt that, you know, you started feeling hungry, right? You started feeling hungry. That desire comes from God. Those of us who are old enough and understand life and stuff, we know about men and women and that kind of stuff, the birds and the bees. That hunger, that desire, that comes from God. That's not a sinful thing. Now how we react to that can turn into a sinful thing and that's the point he's making. But every man is tempted when he's what? Read what it says. Look at the phrase. When he is dragged away and enticed. Some Bibles will use the word lured. Is that yours? Lured is the the better word because you know what lure means? It means entice. What does lured mean? You go fishing and you use a fishing lure. What is a fishing lure? Uh, Lynn is an expert fisherman. Kelly always catches more, but Lynn is his dad, so we're going to give him credit. What does a lure look like, Lynn? It looks, yeah. Does it look better than the real fish? It's got shiny things and little sparkly things and little wiggly jiggly things, right? And so you're fishing, and you take it and you throw that lure in the water, and it goes kerplunk. And then you start reeling it in, and it starts doing... And then all of a sudden, there's some big old bass fish down there going... You ever seen anything look like that? Honey, you stop looking at that right now. Oh, I ain't never seen anything look like that. You better stay away from that, honey. You're going to get in trouble. No, I'm just going to go look at it just a little bit. I'm going to get a little bit closer. And he gets a little bit closer and a little bit closer, and it's still wiggling and jiggling and still shimmering and shaking. And all of a sudden he goes, I think I'll have me a taste of that. One bite won't hurt. Anybody in this room willing to testify that one of the first times you took a drug, took a drink, you said, one wouldn't hurt. One's time's not going to hurt, right? So he goes, and he, what's, hap- what's hidden under all the wiggly, jiggly, funny stuff? Three hooks. get you in every kind of way that you can get. And so what looked harmless ended up where? Ended up, ouch, did somebody say? It ended up in death. Me frying him up and cooking him. That's what Satan is trying to do. That's what your desire does to you. Is there anything wrong with desire? No. Just don't let it drag you away. Don't let it entice you away. And that's where the temptation comes in. Temptation is the thing that does the enticing. Right? Um, I don't think. I think we're honest enough with each other. Um, I know people in this room who really struggled with meth in their past. There's a, several of us have talked about it. I've never tried it. So do you think if I'm around it and I smelled it or saw it or saw the things that were associated with it, that I would have any desire? Would I have any temptation? No. No problem at all. But if you've been there, if you've done that, if you've been done by that, when you get around it, what happens? You start doing that chicken walk because you think, oh, I think I gotta have me some of that, you know. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You start getting that you start getting that itch for that stuff. Are there some things that will tempt you that will not tempt me? Are there some things that will tempt me that won't tempt you? Yes. The trouble is, I don't know if it's trouble, it is the trouble, is that we've kind of waited for somebody in church to tell us what those things are. You should all stay away from R-rated movies. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, and then went to the R-rated movie. Yeah. We should all stay away from, and we set rules. We've listened to our preachers, we've listened to our churches, said all these rules. Don't dance, cuss, drink, smoke, spit, chew, or go with the girls that do. We got all the rules out. And what were we doing while we were amening the rules? Doing all the stuff. We're just hiding it. We weren't talking about it, though. There's all kinds of people that want to set the rules for you. You know who's got to set the rule? You know who has to set the rule? Say it again. Who has to set the rule? Well, Rex, do you think it's it's not about do I think it's okay. you got to set the rule, right? you got to set the rule because only you know what your desire is going to drag you toward, right? Only you know what the temptation is. Now, we love to hammer on each other. When I see somebody doing something that I can't do, ooh, uh, you need to repent. Because I know that that's a sin. How do you know it's a sin to me? Well, now there are some sins that are just sins, no matter who's doing them, right? But some things tempt you that don't tempt me, and vice versa. So am I the boss of your temptations? Nope, you're not the boss of mine either. so guess what? Guess what? You want to be blessed? You make it through the trouble. You persevere. You fight that desire. You fight that temptation. You grit your teeth. You clench your fist. You shake your finger. You stomp your foot. You fight it. You don't surrender to it. You fight it until if you have to die to keep from doing it, you die. And he will give you a crown of life. Because if you don't, you'll swallow a hook and be dead. Now, I told you we'd do the Bible teaching, the religious side of this. Does this look familiar to anybody? Put addiction right here. Put jail right here. Put disease right here. Same process, isn't it? Same process. Somebody said, well, I'm not scared of going to hell. Okay. Okay. I. It was a part of my DNA. I was born scared of hell. Right? And the church and the preachers that I had growing up, they made sure I stayed scared of hell. And just about the time I'd get comfortable in church, some preacher would be preaching on hell, and he'd say, you're going to burn in hell forever. And when he said forever, it would echo like forever. Forever. And I remember there a little kid starting to try to figure out how long forever was it's longer than this sermon, man, it's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> You're not scared of hell? How about death? How about addiction? How about divorce and losing your family? Same process. Now, in counseling, they teach us to talk about triggers. Yeah, you know what a trigger is? A horse. <laughs> what? A horse, a horse yeah. <laughs> you know what a trigger is? You know what a trigger is? It's that thing that gets the desire started that leads to the temptation, that leads to the choice, that leads you to trouble. We talked about counseling. We talk about triggers. We talk about protective factors. How do you keep from letting those triggers drag you down there? He's got it here right. He's already telling us. What do I know already? What's the first thing I do when I'm going through trouble? He's already taught us. Don't back up on me. Don't back up on me. What has he already taught me? When I'm going through trouble, when I don't know how to handle it, when I feel myself being dragged away by the desire that He gave me and I'm being tempted and I'm going to surrender to that trouble and I'm going to end up in bad trouble if I don't do something, what do I do? Ask God. Ask God God and hang on. Don't give up. Don't quit. Well, I made a mistake. So what do I do? If I make a mistake, what do I do? Just give up because one mistake just blows the whole thing, right? Don't... Seen it in this room. Seen it in this room. And if I could remember one of y'all that did it, I'd look right at you and say it and probably call you by name. Um, one week sober, two weeks sober, six weeks sober, six months, six years sober, and then mess up. And what happens? Well, blew that. Got to start all over. You blew it. You went six years without a drink, and you drank one day, so you blow it? No. You got 364 to go, man. Hang in there. That's what he's saying. Stand up under trial. Don't surrender. Don't give up. Well, I did this. Well, Good, then you just might as well quit and kill yourself. in this falling can figure. No. You ask God for help, and then what do you do? Stand up. I didn't write it. He said, when he had stood the test, You got to stand up to stood the test, right? You stand up. You don't fall down. You don't give up. You don't lay down and quit. You stand up. I messed up. God, I need your help. But I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to grit my teeth, clench my fist, don't my foot, and shake my finger. I'm going to make sure that I get that crown. Verse 16. Don't be deceived. Don't let anybody lie to you. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, comes from the Father of heaven lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all created. Our time slipped away, so let me just tie a knot right here. You know what he just taught me? When I'm in trouble, I ask God for help. When I'm in trouble, I stand up and I fight it. I'm not going to surrender. I'm not going to give in. And number three, number three, number three, let him give you a new life. Look what he said. He gives us birth. You know what you need? You need a chance at a new life. Right? Right? You're going to get a chance to meet Alexa, I hope you do. I was blessed today to hear her story. I was blessed today to hear how God got her attention. And it makes sense to me, and I don't know how Alexa feels about it, but it makes sense to me that God worked through that so that one day she would sit here and have a new life. folks. You can grit your teeth, clench your fist, stomp your foot, shake your finger and keep from doing drugs and be sober and be clean but not have a new life. Right? Right? You can do it. You can grit your teeth, stomp your foot, shake all over and stop doing the bad stuff you've been doing and still not have a new life. Ask God for help. Stand up. Man up. Woman up. Be tough. You're the one that brought this mess into your life, so stand up to it. Well, and if you didn't bring it in, you still got to stand up, right? You can't change it. Well, that person did something terrible. I know, and that's not a, It's i I'm not making light of that at all, but guess what? Can you, can you undo it? So what do you got to do? Stand up. But there are people in this room... That have stopped drinking, stopped drugs, stopped sex, stopped all that stuff. And they still don't have a new life. Guess where, it, guess where it all ends if you don't have a new life. If you're not born again. If you're not born by the word of truth. Guess where it ends? It ends up in hell. I'm glad you're sober. But I'd rather you be alive. I'm glad you're clean. But I'd rather you have a new life. Make sense? Can you have both? Yeah, in fact, getting your new life will help you stay clean. Right? Won't it, Bernie? Won't it, Catherine? Yeah, it will. Won't it, James? Yeah. Won't it, Alexa? That's right. Ask God, stand tough and get you a new life. If you don't know how to do that. If you don't know how to do that. Do not leave this room if you do not have, know how to get that new life. Do not leave this room until you've made your way up here. I'm going to sit right here. I'm not leaving until this place clears out. I'm going to sit right here. I'm going to rest. I'm old. I need my rest. But I'm going to sit right here until this room cleans out, clears out, and if you don't know how to get that new life, If you don't know how to get that new, if you don't know how to be born through the word of truth, don't leave this room till you come by here and let's talk. Let's have a a face-to-face talk about how that happens in your life, how God does that in your life. Okay, now time out, time out. You've been in church. You've been in jail. You've been in trouble. 99.99999999999% of the people I know that have been to jail or been in trouble or been to church have been told by somebody somehow to be born again, somehow somehow to be born of the word of truth. And there's about as many different stories about that as there is people in this room. Here's what I'd, I'd like to promise you. You come ask me about it. Now, there's other people you can ask. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm the only one talking, so I'm saying, I'll, yeah, I'm going to be right here. Find these other folks wherever you find them, but I'm going to be sitting right here, and I promise you, I will not tell you what I think. I will not tell you what I think. We will sit down and read one story. We'll, weed, we'll read, we'll weed, we'll weed one story. <laughs> it won't be long, I promise. We'll read one story, won't we, Alexa? And it'll be about a man, just like us, who God got his attention, and found a new life, and it changed him forever. That's all we'll do. And he won't be have to be in front of the church, and we won't be talking about your church, or we won't be talking mean about your pastor or your best friend. No. We're just going to let Jesus talk to us about how to choose to be born through the word of truth. Don't leave here without that, right? You want to be blessed? When trouble comes, ask God, right? Mm -hmm. Say it. When you uh, want to be blessed and you're going through trouble, what do you do? And then you stand up. Say stand up. up. Yeah. (laughs) And then you let Jesus give you a brand new life. Boy, I'd say that tonight would be give in. Give in to Jesus. Say give in. in. Ask God. God. Stand up. up. Give Give in. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight, for these folks. Some of them worked hard all day long and yet they still came. They're still here. God, would you bless them, please? Would you bless them, please? Would you work through them and for them and on them? And in this room, Father, there's people that are on the verge of temptation and they need help to deliver them not into temptation lead them not into temptation but deliver them from evil and there's people in this room God that have uh, they've worked hard they've worked a program they've gone to meetings they've resisted temptations and they're clean and they're sober God help them find a brand new life give them birth through the word of truth In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, folks.